Lord, we thank you that you are doing a mighty work, Lord, in the lives of your children because you love each and every one of them, Lord. It, this morning, Lord, I, I thank you that, Lord, in every part of this service, you have touched each person's life and your presence is with everyone in their respective homes and rooms. And Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that faith of your people will rest in you and you alone. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Okay, so as you all can see, right, God has something so wonderful for us this morning <clears throat> through his word. Today, I'm going to share on the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. Yeah, this is about life. This is about our life in Christ. I love the graphics behind, right? So beautiful. It looks like Evelyn's hair color. <laughs> she did this anyway. <laughs> Must be inspiration from her hair color. Okay. Let's look, uh, quickly go into the word, right? Because, you know, we have so much for the Lord wants to feed us this morning. Okay, in Judges chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. And the commander of his army was Sisera who lived in Herosheth Hegoyim, okay? So this is the time of the uh, Jewish people, the Israelites, after Joshua's death, right? So Joshua led the people, the Jews, the children of Israel into the promised land, all right? And uh, after that, he died. So there was a time of the judges and the children of Israel are uh, always the same, <laughs> you know? When uh, God delivers them, they are always very happy. And then after a while, um, they will forget God. And then they will start to become disobedient, right? And they will do evil in the Lord's sight. So then came the time of the God raised up uh, judges before, before the uh, God appointed uh, kings or anointed kings, King Saul and King David. So this time was the in, in, in between time, okay? Where God raised up judges, all right, to deliver the children of Israel, okay? So again, they were, you know, uh, so under the enemy again, Sisera, all right, which is the uh, enemy, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for how long? 20 years, okay? So earlier there were other judges and the Israelites were always coming out after uh, God delivered them and then they go under another oppression. So this time, uh, it was for 20 years, okay? Uh, the, the enemy had 900 iron chariots, which is like quite a lot, okay? Or, in fact, a lot. And they oppressed, you know, the, the, the children of God. And the people cried out to the Lord for help, okay? So first, you remember the time, how long it was? 20 years, <laughs> okay? Some like Daphne only took in the early or mid-20s. So that means it's all her, 
her whole life from born until, you know, maybe five years ago. Okay, it's okay. Huh? You're young, can reveal your age. <laughs> okay. okay, so it's, imagine this time of your life, 20 years of your life, all right, under oppression. Okay, so we heard a little bit of the oppression just now, okay, uh, over uh, uh, our sister, Bernice, okay. Uh, I'd like to welcome Janice here too. They are very cute, two of them, like twins. One is Janice, one is Bernice. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, here to, here with us this morning. So, Janice, okay, uh, I'll get confused with them a bit. Okay, um, have oppression too, all right? And she was saying like for some years also, but still didn't reach 20 years, okay? Now these people, 20 years, okay? And they cried to the Lord for help. What is the meaning word oppressed means? Oppressed. Oppressed is la, la, law cut, to squeeze, to press, to oppress, to distress, to afflict, crush, force. Okay? So these people, the children, children of God, okay, or rather the people of God during that time, okay, they were in distress. They were oppressed or afflicted. Okay, so remember the Egyptians also afflicted the, the Jewish people before, right? By slavery, causing them to work like slaves, okay? Crushing them, all right? Uh, forcing uh, labor on them, forcing hardship on them. So a little bit today, all right? It may not be manual kind of labor, although if we work like, you know, 24 hours or more than 12 hours a day, it is already some form of physical oppression already, okay? If you have to work every day, you know, a whole week, okay, where your mind can never be at, at rest or at peace, it is some another form of oppression also, okay? And just now we heard some oppression, all right, from uh, Venice testimony as well as uh, Esther, that the devil oppressed them in the mind, okay? So, Today, I will explain a little bit of uh, how the Lord delivered us in respect to spirit, our spirit, soul, and body. So this oppression, okay, at that time, all right, uh, to the people who were not born again, okay, was more in the physical, all right? They were like slaves, again, all right, under and living under fear. Remember what uh, Bernice shared just now, okay? She said that there was a time about two years ago, where even the devil himself manifested and oppressed her until she was fearful. No, the spirit of fear came upon her. She was so scared, okay, until she don't even know who she is, all right? I didn't do anything for her. I didn't tell her uh, uh, what the Bible tells about her, <laughs> okay, that Jesus is the greater God, you see, the, the truth will always set us free, all right, so there was oppression, mainly today, especially in people's, <clears throat> excuse me, who have been born again, right, it's strange, right, today, there are believers, we are all believers, a lot of believers have been saved, Okay, but still experiencing some form of oppression. So where is this oppression? 
Okay, today we will understand where this oppression is when we understand our spirit, soul, and body. So a spirit supposed to be born again, right? Is born again. Okay, that's why I can tell uh, uh, Venice, who is inside after she has received the Lord Jesus, all right, in her spirit, she's born again. All right, the devil cannot possess a believer as in the spirit. Okay, but he can only oppress the mind. Okay, oppress the mind and put all the lies that cause the fears. You know, actually, I didn't uh, prepare this message to be in line with the testimonies, <laughs> but God just put it together, you know, that uh, to give us an understanding of what Jesus has done for us, all right, that is free us from oppression. So today, it's not surprising, okay, that believers, all right, are being oppressed, okay, where? In the mind area. That's why it's so important to develop uh, the hidden man of the heart or the spirit man and understand the spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so the main thing to oppression is fear. All right, fear will come in, whether it's fear of the devil or fear of anything, right? Just the bad news, all right, of the virus and all that. All kinds of fear, fear of lack, okay? Just now we had a wonderful uh, sharing, all right? Ching Lan was talking about God is, you know, the whole earth belongs to him, okay? So that is, where is the fear? If you know your daddy, God owns everything. Okay, if today in the physical you have a very rich father, okay, not a tycoon. I think there's no fear of lack, right? Unless you are so disobedient, your, your father already disowned you. <laughs> okay, but no, no, normally uh, uh, the, the son of a rich man won't be so foolish, right? <laughs> because the father so rich, why want to disown, you know? But what I'm saying is when you have the knowledge of who you are and who your daddy is, okay, there is no more Fear. So in different, different areas, the devil oppresses us with his lies so that you end up in fear, okay? So it may not be, uh, for some, it's a, a real uh, uh, oppression of the spirit. They can actually feel the spirit disturbing them, especially like in the sleep, right? Uh, this is one area that the devil uh, uses, but actually... I will give you the key, you know, to good sleep and good rest today. <laughs> if you're here properly to this, mo to, uh, this morning, all right, a message, you won't have another sleepless night, okay, because of what Jesus has done for us and also because of the truth, okay? So this is oppression, affliction, you are crushed, okay, like no hope, okay, all because of the devil. Mm? And you know, what did, so the, the devil come to give, to oppress the people of God as well as the people without God, all right? So without God, they can possess the person. But if you're born again, the devil cannot possess you, all right? That's why uh, I told Janice that, yeah, who is inside her? That is Jesus is inside her, all right? So you also know greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Now, you must know all this truth. Okay, not know as in our head, but know as a revelation, all right? You know, and Jesus, what did he come to do? Because this devil, uh, this, uh, this world, technically under the uh, control of the devil until Jesus come again, all right? Over the unbelievers. Always remember, the devil actually has no power over you 
as a child of God, as a daughter of God, as a son of God, except to tell lies in your mind. He has no power at all because Jesus already defeated him and dethroned him. All right, you can uh, read that in Colossians and Ephesians. So what did Jesus come to do? Okay, you know that God in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Okay, that's why he's the most powerful God. All right, with the Holy Spirit and with power and Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So the most powerful person or being in heaven, on earth, and under the earth is who? It's not Satan or Satan. Okay, all right? It is God, our God. It is Jesus, all right? It's the Holy Spirit. How does that feel when you know that he, you, who you have in you is the most powerful. So who is the devil, right? That's why Jesus can go about doing good, healing those who are oppressed of the devil. Some people who are oppressed of the devil, all right, manifest in sickness, okay, uh, in disease, all right? And that is, that's why that when uh, the God, when Jesus casts out, cast out those demons, right, they get healed also, but not every sickness is from the devil also, okay? So there is uh, some uh, understanding that we need to, to know that, okay? But whatever it is, behind behind sin and sickness is a Satan, okay? But just know that he has already been totally defeated, okay? Anyone who's oppressed is in the mind now, and Jesus has all power and all authority in heaven, earth, and under the earth, all right, to cast the devil out because he was defeated 2,000 years ago. This is the truth, all right? This truth will set you free. So here again, Jesus went about healing those who were oppressed by the devil. So here, another is now the Greek, all right? Greek word oppressed. Just now we saw the Hebrew word oppressed, all right? The children of Israel were oppressed by the, uh, the enemies. <clears throat> so here we see the spiritual oppression, all right, of the uh, New Testament, okay, which is the word oppressed means harsh control over someone, to use one's power against one, to oppress one, to exercise dominion against that person. So what did Jesus give us, all right, <clears throat> when we got born again? We were supposed to rule. It's the same uh, authority and dominion that God gave to his first creation, Adam, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Adam was to rule. Adam was to have dominion over the laws of nature, over this earth, over his own body, as in the words that he speak, all right, as the same as God. So when we receive Jesus, we were created and born again, new creation, all right? And Jesus already done the defeating of the devil. Now we just step into his victory, okay? And just command the devil by uh, the authority that has been vested in us as his 
children as his sons and daughters. So when someone is oppressed, all right, this authority, he, he, he couldn't, the person is no longer able to use this authority because actually we can just tell the stupid devil, you know, just get up, <laughs> take your sickness, take your pain, take your whatever nonsense, you know, and get out of my life, get out of my body, right? But because the believer or the child of God does not know this truth or has been lied to by the devil, sometimes half truth, half lie, which is even worse, right? That he, he now takes, the, the, the devil now begin to take that control over our minds, okay? The harsh, harshness, okay? So it make you suffer, make you cannot sleep like odd, right? Earlier, right? And then make you wake up at certain time or whatever and put all these things, uh, all the, the sickness, the pain, all uh, actually in Christ is the lying symptom. The moment we, we tell him get lost, he actually had to go and take all this, all that belonged to him, you know. He has to run from you. You know, really, you it, it, as a child of God is so powerful. You know, he's, the, the devil is not scared really of someone who received Jesus. Because why? In the spirit, you are a baby, right? But he's very, very scared of someone who, have, who knows that he is not just a baby in Christ, right? In the spirit, but he has grown up and able to tell the devil, get lost, able to take that authority that has been given to him or her by Jesus, all right, by God, for the Holy Spirit. So he can no longer have this harsh control. It's, a, it's torturing, you know, people who have been under oppression. It's not, it's not something, uh, it's okay, you know. It is really hor horrible. The person is suffering and yet he can be a believer. All right, so you see where is the oppression. Instead of we using the power, all right, to get rid of the devil, he is now using his power to control our minds, all right, and cause all worry, anxiety, all kinds of things are inside this soul area. Okay, that we will go further into instead. So the dominion that actually God gave to Adam, all right, and was given to us in the new creation. Sometimes don't just go Adam. <laughs> okay. We say, oh, Adam, you handed this dominion over to the devil and your fault. Ah. What about us today, the new creation? God gave us this dominion back, even more powerful than before, than Adam's time. And then we nicely surrender this dominion to the devil by accepting sickness, by accepting lack but accepting all kinds of things right <laughs> that is from him so uh, we sometimes like adam also right <laughs> and eve okay i'm not this evelyn okay the, the adam's eve okay so now but there's no condemnation because the truth will set you free so the more you listen to the truth you won't be foolish like adam anymore okay we will be wise like jesus all right and take back what the devil has stolen from you and stand okay, in the liberty that Christ has set you free. Okay? So don't let the devil have dominion over you or over your mind or your body. Okay? 1 John 3, 8. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the, sin from the beginning. 
for this purpose, okay, sin means all the result of sin, all right? Sickness, pain, uh, worry, headache, everything, okay? For all the bad things. Or for the devil, sin from the, but the purpose, okay? The, the son of God, who is that? Jesus Christ was manifested. He came into this world and we could see him, feel him, touch him, okay? And he went to the cross and died that he might do what? Not just, yeah, of course, you know, that we can be born again, right? Forgive our sins. But he might destroy the works of the devil. See? Jesus' death on the cross means destruction of the devil. Okay? And all the works. What is the, the devil give you good things? <laughs> Sometimes just for a while, bluff you on it. Okay? <laughs> so one last one. Okay? So you go for the devil, go to, you know, the... the, the the devil to get healing or that yeah he a little bit but it's not permanent but what jesus did is permanent he destroyed the works of the devil hmm? so i don't have to elaborate what's the works of the devil right okay he's here to destroy not just you know put it one side first okay but totally destroy what the devil tried to do we always hear about uh, john right where um he, 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 Jesus come to give you life and then the devil come to destroy. We think the devil very powerful. He came to destroy it. <laughs> Look at this word. Jesus was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Don't keep on thinking the devil, you know, had power to kill you, had power to destroy you. He has no more power, okay? <laughs> According to what Jesus had done, Jesus has destroyed his works, not he, although he trying to only, right? That was the word that Jesus said before he went to the cross, okay? But after Jesus was manifested and went to the cross, right? This is what you call finished work. He was to destroy the works of the devil, okay? Jesus is not only defensive. Our life in Christ is not just defend. Oh, devil attack, we defend, defend. No. <laughs> okay, we are here, all right, the same as our master Jesus, all right, to destroy the works and has already been destroyed, all right, 2,000 years ago. So when you cast out devils and they talk to you, you say, shut up, you stupid devil, okay, you have already been destroyed, okay, 2,000 years ago by Jesus, when Jesus actually died and went to hell. Why? It'll teach that. I'll teach that more in the spirit man, right? Because I want to go to something else. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Yeah, I think just now, um, Ching Lan brought about, we carry a lot of burdens in this world. And one of the burdens, all right, is financial burden, all right? The fear of not having enough, the fear of lack. Okay, so this is, one of the burdens, all right? And his yoke, we will see what is the worst burden, okay? And his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed. See, remember Jesus don't do hard work, okay? Even, uh, I, 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 I thank God for all the doctors, right? But the doctors cannot do permanent healing, okay? okay? But Jesus do permanent work, okay? When, when you destroy something, something cannot come back. All right, cannot be repaired, totally destroyed, right? Totally condemned.
okay, but the the you go to you know something broken and then you can re still repair it is not considered destroyed, right? Totally destroyed means nothing left, like ashes like that. Yeah, that's why he can give us beauty for ashes. What is totally destroyed by the evil one? He intended to destroy your life through a sickness or through you know some tragedy in your life. The God is the only one who can bring it back to beauty. And how? Right? Through the anointing. The anointing I shared the other day is what? Through Jesus. Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Okay? And also you have the other part of the anointing oil or the anointing called the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, which is today uh, the tangible anointing. When you worship the Lord, you felt that anointing. Okay? So sometimes you feel the tangible anointing in terms of uh, heat, you feel warm, or you feel like electricity. All right, when healing takes place, okay, and the Holy Spirit is uh, doing the operation on your body, okay, you feel the heat, all right, you feel electricity. All right, after everything is done, you are completely healed. Okay, there's no half, all right, destroyed. All right, in that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. Remember, yoke means bondage. Okay, I'll show you more. All right. The Lord will end it, finish. Okay, remember the people, children of Israel, always cry out to God. Okay, after that, uh, in their disobedience, they cry out to God, right? Because they were under bondage again. The enemy come over them, oppress them, and the Lord will end this slavery, end this, finish, put an end to it. End means what? The end. You see a movie, and then the end, you still got part, continuation. <laughs> Although Hollywood tried to continue, but in that movie, finish already, right? It is finished. The movie finished already. The, 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 the hero already won. Okay. I don't like to see the, the hero die one, right? So thank God in our uh, Jesus, all right? Jesus, his death was the, our victory. Okay. So it is the end. It is finished means the end. Finished. Jesus is the beginning and the end. It's the end of the sickness. Okay. Because the word of God says so. He's healed me means finished. He healed me already. Okay. So. In that day, all right, he will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. So all the burdens, the slavery that the Satan put on your shoulder, okay, all the lies and all the manifestation, which are all nine symptoms, okay, is ended. Which day was that? Then Jesus died on the cross, went to hell, stripped the devil of his authority, and rose again for our justification. So the devil have no more this control over the mind if we don't allow him to, all right? And that's what Venice did. If Venice didn't take the initiative, all right, and her own hunger to fill her mind, right, with the word of God, yeah, she made a, a, her decision herself. It's not me. I didn't do anything. I just tell her what the Bible says. But she took that step to believe the word of God, all right, that God is greater inside her and that she need to fill her mind. If she didn't do that, today she will probably be still under the oppression. All right? So, because it's done, but for us now to, to choose. So Galatians 5, all right, says, uh, Paul says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Right? He has destroyed okay, that yoke. And be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Okay, so when the devil oppressed someone, all right, in the mind, especially with lies, it's like slavery, all right? You know what's a slave? 
you belong to the owner. We, today, we have no understanding of slavery because we were never a slave, right? The, the people in the olden days of uh, America will understand that during the slave time. And then Martin Luther uh, had to, you know, free them. And he was a, actually a pastor. Okay, so slavery can be physical, can also be in the spiritual, right? Just now we saw oppression is like slavery, bondage, okay? You, 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 you want to be free. You think you want to be free. You don't want the sickness. But then, right, in this mind, okay, the devil tell that lie to you, you cannot be free, all right? Cancer is incurable, you know? Heart attack shall die, you know? And uh, COVID-19, you get it, means die. Okay, what is all this? It's a bondage. All right, it's a slavery to believe the lie, which is not true. In accordance, it's just a fact there. But the truth of the word of God is you already healed. Wait for it to sink in a bit. Huh? <laughs> okay, all right. So that is the freedom, the liberty that Christ has made us free. So what is this yoke of bondage? All right, that. Paul says to the Galatians, in Galatians, uh, Paul talked a lot about uh, law and grace, okay? So, grace is in Christ, whereby he set us free. Free, free means what? Okay, there's one uh, analogy is that, you know, you're the bird in the cage, right? The door is open, you're supposed to fly out. But most birds don't fly out <laughs> because they stay too long in the cage already, okay? So, they just say, Okay, I know it, uh, the door is open, but I, I'm comfortable staying here <laughs> as long as you give me some food to eat. <laughs> okay, so this is not what Jesus did. Jesus set us free means we're supposed to go and fly outside there, all right, and be free. Okay, so the, the word yoke, okay, the yoke of bondage, don't be entangled, don't get back into the yoke, entangled into this half-truth, half lie and into all this oppression and lies again, all right? Because these lies will keep you in bondage. If you continue to believe, all right, using, all right, uh, to that you are sick because, you know, your parents pass it to you or whatever, you will always be in that bondage until you know the truth, all right, that Jesus has set you free, you will be in that bondage, okay? In that yoke. <clears throat> so what is yoke? It's the word yugos, all right, in the Greek. A yoke that is put on cattle, drop cattle. Drop means, I think, dry. A use of any burden, okay? So remember those burdens that we carry, where? In the mind, okay? A bondage of that of slavery and of troublesome laws imposed. Look at this, okay? The one of the worst yoke is the law. But what is that? A troublesome laws imposed on one especially of the Mosaic law. Hence, the name is so transferred to the commands of Christ to contrast them with the commands of the Pharisees, which were a veritable yoke, yet even Christ's commands must be submitted to, though easier to be kept, a balance of pair of skills. Okay, never mind, you don't quite understand that. You can uh, go through again. Okay, but what it means is that the law is like a yoke, right? And I'll explain to you more. What is the law as a yoke of slavery, okay? The origin is to join. So the yoke, it means a yoke of, of slavery. You are joined to the law, okay? to the requirements of the law. 
by a yoke. So from the root of the word join, all right, a coupling. So this is a picture of, anyone knows what it is? <laughs> okay, a coupling or a yoke joining for what, what purpose? Two oxen. Okay, so if you see that, there are two, okay? Two, two, two parts there, but they're joined together by the wood. It is used for uh, uh, joining two oxen or ox together and for the purpose of doing work, okay? To carry burdens. So that they, the one oxen will not run away, okay? Both of them cannot run away from each other. They are joined to each other through this yoke, okay? And then they will be serving. They will be like a, a labor, hard labor, all right? To carry, you can see what they are used for, all right? So this, that actually, eh, sorry. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Christ is every a uh, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. So it's like the curse, all right, the law, all right, which is um in Deuteronomy 28. You know, I, I I've always asked you all to read it because it's very long, so I, I, I will take it will take a long time if I read it with you. Okay. In the old covenant, you have the blessings of obedience and the curses of disobedience. Okay, the blessings of disobedience only got, I think, about 14 verses. All right, if you obey the law, if you diligently obey the Lord, blah, 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 you know, to do everything that He has commanded you, okay, then these blessings shall overflow you. You shall be. Uh, um, Blessed in the city, blessed in the country, the food of your womb is blessed, the work of your hands is blessed. But you can see only 14. Then after that, all the way up to about 60 over verses is all the curses of disobedience, all right, which include all the sicknesses. And even the last few verses say that whatever sickness is not written in this book of the law. <laughs> okay, inflammation, all right, whatever, so many things there are the curses of disobedience. Okay, now, if your situation that you're experiencing today is inside these curses, then what? For a person who does not understand that Christ has redeemed us from the law, will think that it's because of my disobedience to certain parts, all right? Not love God enough, not serve God enough, you know? Probably some sin in my past, right? Not yet forgiven or, you know, I have done something wrong or, you know, my parents did something wrong, okay? Then these curses will come upon you. Hereditary, we call it, okay? So what? Please do go and read by yourself, right? And you'll be, appreciate what Jesus has done, really, on the cross. He redeemed us, all right, from the curse of the law, okay? Remember, the law is like a bondage, okay? It's a curse, right? It tells you you have to do this, and then it's like your, your hard taskmaster, right? The, the pharaoh like that, keep on beating you up. You, you know, something bad happened to you, instead of, you know, feeling uh, encouraged or what, beat you up some more. Must be you, you know, you 
you did something wrong or you know you have not obeyed you have not served god yeah you 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 the law is always focused on you you didn't do this you didn't do that okay right but grace is focused on what christ has done so go and read that one all right deuteronomy 28 christ has redeemed us from the curse that means what redeem means a payment by payment of a price to recover from the power of another to buy off all right to ransom freeing you freeing the elect you are god's elect from the dominion of the mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death to buy up so it's true yeah that now when we were born under adam okay we were in bondage to sin you were sin always doesn't mean just um all the doing the evil thing okay sin is in, inherent born in everyone from adam and sin has the result of guilt sickness disease lack are all a result of sin okay so which means right if a person is not don't uh, receive the sacrifice of jesus or accept jesus as their personal lord and savior what will happen they will continue to belong to the devil all right that's why jesus came and told the pharisees your father is the devil. <laughs> okay, very scary, right? Jesus come and tell you, you your father is the devil. You say, no, 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 I never do anything evil. Uh. <laughs> I'm a very good girl. Uh. I'm a very good boy. Uh. How can you say that? Your father was the devil. Yes, that's the truth. Okay, because we were all born from Adam. Adam sinned and came under the dominion of Satan. Satan. Okay, he passed his dominion and his rulership authority over to the devil. So Jesus said, your father is the devil. That's why you need to understand the point of conversion when you receive Jesus, you have a different father. And then you will see the unforced rhythms of grace. Okay, because the first father, the devil, who was your father, is a horrible father. All right, he inflict you with sickness, inflict you with pain. All right, he crush you. All right, mental torture, cannot sleep. Blah blah blah, all the horrible things. All right, but what happened? Jesus redeemed us from that power of the devil over our lives. Remember, he he came to destroy the works of the devil, not just push it one side, destroy it. Okay, by paying the price. He don't owe the devil, all right? But there was a price to be paid because of our just God, the justice of God, okay? That sin has to be punished. So instead of punishing you and me, the punishment, which is death, actually sickness, everything, all right? The, 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 you can read it in Deuteronomy 28. The curse of disobedience is the punishment for actually yours and my disobedience disobedience to god but jesus took it upon himself that punishment by obeying the law 100 because no one could obey the law because no one was righteous or without sin except christ so he took that punishment that's why all the curses there in deuteronomy 28 were all born by jesus all right both in the spirit 
and in the flesh, even in the mind, he wore a crown of thorns. Okay, so a payment was made. You know, someone who has been kidnapped, they require a payment to be free, right? Okay, let's kidnap uh, who? <laughs> kidnap uh, uh, Robert Lowe got a lot of, uh, you know, this one. So we kidnap uh, his children, then we ask him to pay. <laughs> okay, so that's the meaning, right? To give you back your child, all right, uh, Marianne or, or, or Nicholas, you had to pay as the father, okay, to get back their freedom. So God paid the price to get us our freedom. We were in that place of being a captive by the devil, all right? And the payment was the blood of Jesus, which money cannot pay or so. Right? You may be the most wealthiest man or woman on earth. You cannot buy back your freedom. Only Christ can buy our freedom for us. That's why the price is paid for you to be free and to experience freedom, spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so imagine Robert Lowe paid such a high price and then the son still don't want to come up from the the. the the, the person who catch the ransom, the catch the, the person, the kidnapper, okay, don't want to come out. Then you say, I paid so much for you, you still don't want to come out. You know, come out, come out, right? Paid already, you can come out already free. Okay, so even though, so here, right, we are already free. The price has been paid, which is the blood of Jesus. Walk out of it, walk out from the devil's oppression over your life, all his lies, okay. He has bought you. That's why it talks about, the Bible talks about, we have been bought with a price. Bought means now, instead of being a slave to the devil, okay, now you are a slave to righteousness, to your new owner, which is Jesus, which is Daddy God, all right, who owns this whole world and is a generous God, okay, who will give you, who will not torture you, all right, to put your yoke, you know, you were joined to the, uh, to the devil before. That's so why he's a hard taskmaster, okay? But today, let's see how we can be now joined to our new master, who is not a taskmaster, okay? So you are free from the, the, the dominion or the control of the Mosaic law because the price for your freedom has already been paid. Just walk out, you know? Let me be clear, the anointed one in the, other version, has set us free, not partially, okay, not halfway, but completely and wonderfully free, even no one need to lay hand on you, <laughs> okay, if you can believe this, and I'll show you why we sometimes cannot believe as we go along today's uh, teaching, if you know the truth, right, the truth will set you free, okay, it is as clear and simple as that, okay, Completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth. Truth. There is very dangerous to have half lie, half truth inside here. Okay? Because we will be half free, half not free. <laughs> you don't want half, half one, right? You want full. Okay? And stubbornly, if you want to be stubborn, this is a good stubborn. Okay? Stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Stubbornly Cherish the truth, okay, but first you need to know the truth, right? Then cherish it, hold on to it. Don't let go of the truth anymore and be stubborn, okay? To refuse to go back into the past is a bondage. 
Okay, I had one uh, teaching the other day about past, present, future, right? So where is the past? All in the soul area. Okay, okay you can listen to that because if I uh, uh, preach on that, then it will be until three o'clock. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So the past, remember new creation is a new creation. All things have passed away. So what is about the past that is so terrible? The past could be our self-righteousness also. All right, not just about sin, okay, where we have done a lot of things, achieved a lot of things by our own effort. So we have this, the world calls it, you know, I am the, the self-made woman. <laughs> you know, I got all this success by, you know, by my own power and by my own strength. And this can be a hindrance, a bondage, right, to our freedom, because our freedom is partaking of the tree of life when we are dependent on Christ and Christ alone. So that past where we did it all by ourselves, my way, <laughs> okay, well, who is the singer there? I forgot already. Okay, you sing the song, right? Those who are new one, they may not know. Okay, I did it my way, okay? So now, yeah. yes, on the other hand, the past could be all those weaknesses, failures, all right, that we have regrets, okay? And this will hold you all the wrong beliefs, okay? That cannot be healed one. This sickness cannot be healed. So this is a wrong belief, all right? Where is it? Inside the soul area. Okay, this is the past, whatever that has been uh, told to you by the world. <clears throat> For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Okay, again, to fear. Remember the spirit of bondage, whether it's from the law, the wrong beliefs. Okay, remember there's right and there's wrong huh? <laughs> in God's word, all right, in God's uh, language. Okay, there is right and there is wrong. So don't believe this thing as there's no right and no wrong. There is, because even Joseph Prince said, what did he say? Right believing leads to right living. That means there's right and there's wrong. So don't sit on the fence and say, it's okay, you know, uh, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's a lie, okay? There is right and there is wrong. But the wonderful thing about us in new creation is that God allow us to make mistake. That's grace. And we just find the truth, right? Get back what is right and then live in the right, believing, okay? So the bondage again brings fear. All right, and you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So that is in our spirit realm. Okay, we are spirit, soul, and body. So in the spirit, when you receive Jesus, you have been born again. So by right, there is no more. What you have received is a, is a free spirit, a spirit where you become a son of God or a daughter of God, a child of God, whereby you don't fear anymore. Correct. If you are God's son or you are the son of a multi-millionaire or billionaire, do you feel lack? No fear. Okay. But it has to be an understanding that your father is very rich. Okay. Then only you got no fear. Okay. Same here. Right. In the spirit, we are already new, new spirit. But where does the fear come from? Whether it's fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of lack, or fear of the devil, or whatever fear, okay? It is all in the soul area due to lack of 
understanding of who God is, what he has done, and who your identity in Christ. Okay? So the fear is just here where it binds you, okay? And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God and you will never feel often as he has, he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. So this is not something just emotional. Oh, you know, wonderful. Today you will see Jesus so feel so good and then you can call God daddy. All right? Every day you call God daddy and then what you say to God? Help me, please. <laughs> You're calling daddy, God, the God of this universe and then you are in depression. <laughs> you say, trauma, trauma, you know, die, die, I'm going to die soon. You know, so is he really your daddy? Daddy must be looking down. Oh, yeah, they don't even know who I am. <laughs> They don't know what I've done, you know. And the daddy will take care of you, okay. And who, so that's why we need to know the truth, okay. That in the spirit we are already his children, but in the mind, all right, we still don't know who he is, okay. That's why we have that fear, all right. And the oppression is in the soul area where we don't know who our daddy God is. It's not just a name, okay. It is who he represents. Who is God and who are you in God? That understanding, that revelation is very, very important for you to live the victorious, free life, all right, in Christ. Okay. <clears throat> I will instruct you and teach you, King David, right, in the way which you shall go, I will guide you with my eye. All right, the word Hebrew, it guide means I will counsel you, I will, my eye shall be on you. That means God will watch over us. So even though that time, uh, David, not yet born again, right, he knew who God is, right, that God will watch over him. So same today, remember, not the spirit of bondage again to fear. If we understand that God is watching over us, God will not allow harm to come to you. If we know that, all right, God will take care that you make sure you have enough food to eat. Okay, like that, you know, God, all of you send a lot of food to me, physical one. <laughs> and then uh, Wendy also sent food to uh, Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn don't know how to cook. <laughs> okay, so, right, God will take care, right? If you know this true, okay, not only physical, every area of our lives, we begin to see who is our Abba Father? Who is our Daddy God? Then what happened? In this soul area, there is no worries and no fear. God will teach us where to go. Okay. But, ah, this is very interesting. Be not, after that verse, right? That God will guide you. The Lord will guide us. God, you know. Be not, be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding where whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto you. Okay, have you all seen horse before? <laughs> so it says that the Lord will guide us, right? The Lord will watch over us. And then David says, don't be like the horse, which is actually God's word, right? Telling us, don't be like the horse. 
or the mule. The one thing about them, right, that God said don't be like them is because they don't have understanding. All right, the horse. <laughs> okay, let's have a little, uh, what, what kind of session you call this? Learn a bit about horse and mules, okay? The horse uh, like to skip, okay, in, in this, uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a leaping horse, leap around, okay? A, a swallow has, can fly very fast, all right? Oh, nice, right? The horse. Okay, now, now you don't have to imagine what's a horse. It's a beautiful, what you call stallion or horse, right? Very beautiful, golden one, and then the white one. Okay, so what do you notice about this horse? It's very strong, right? <laughs> beautiful, so very strong, very powerful. You look at the muscles. Mm, you cannot build so much muscle. You go to gym, also cannot build. <laughs> okay, but if you look at this horse, this, what about them? Very, very strong, very beautiful. But do you dare to ride, to jump on the back and ride the horse like this? Anybody who <laughs> say, oh, they will go on top of the horse and ride the horse? No, right? Okay, why not? That's why the, just now the verse. It can be beautiful, it can be very strong. Can be very beautiful in your own mind, okay, and very powerful also. But the horse, in order to be of use, all right, need to have a bit and bridle over the mouth, and then even a small child can ride on it. Okay, this bit and bridle on the horse to tame it is a wild horse. And nobody in the same mind would jump onto a wild horse. Okay, I didn't put this in the slide. So let me uh, read to you what is the bit, bit and bridle for. The bit, bridle, is a piece of uh, metal or synthetic material that fits into the horse's mouth. It's in the communication between the horse and the rider. <clears throat> It's the part of the bridle that allows the rider to connect with the horse. The bit bridle and the reins function together to give control all right, of the horse's head to the rider. The bit appears, applies pressure to the horse's mouth and reinforces the other control signals from the rider's legs and weight distribution. <clears throat> a well-schooled horse needs a little pressure from the, of the bit from a skilled rider. The purpose of the bit is for communication and control in order to achieve communication. We need relaxed, confident acceptance of the bit by the horse. So what is he saying? This, this thing over the mouth and all the, you know, the, 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 the string and all that, right, for the rider. What do you think it is? Before I go to the, oops. Before I go to the <laughs> this is the part that okay. This is very similar to the the mule, right? Ah, sorry, the oxen just now. Just now we saw what is that? The um what was the word for it again? Uh suddenly just yoke. the yoke. Yeah, the yoke. Okay, so it's like the law. All right, the person 
cannot be controlled. <laughs> okay, you and me. All right. We cannot listen properly to God. We need a the bit and the bridle. The law and the law is like this. All right. So you need to be, we got a lot of power or strength, but that can be destructive, right? If we do it all in our own wisdom without understanding. Okay. So God has to put in the old covenant, you saw why the law was given. To help men to control sin, right? <laughs> Otherwise, if there's no law, like today in the world, there's no law. What happened? Even more rampant, right? Traffic light, also nobody bother, right? Because there's no law. There's no fine. Okay? So the law is to help us keep in control until, and know that we also cannot do it until Jesus come. The grace. Okay? So do you want as uh, to be like this horse and or the, the oxen, they must put that, you know, or especially the horse must put this bit and bridle. That means must tell you, Evelyn, don't do this. Evelyn, do that. <laughs> Evelyn, go to church. Evelyn, <laughs> worship God. You know, that's putting the bit and bridle. Okay? Then only you can be used by God, you know. Then only can... Uh, go in the right direction. Evelyn, you know, don't jump here, jump there. <laughs> okay. But you see how God actually deal with us under grace. So if we put law, we want to go under law, right? We will always go under the don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, without understanding what God has already uh, done in Christ. Okay? So no choice, all right? If, so don't be like the horse that need to be put, put the law, God need to put law under us. So we are the new creation. God don't need to put the law under us anymore or on us. All right. The big, okay, let's go move a little bit. Mule. Okay, the mule, actually I thought it was a donkey. After I checked, okay, the mule is the offspring of a donkey and a horse. Okay, strictly a male donkey and a female horse. Typically sterile and used as a beast of burden. Okay, very sad one, all these animals, you know. Animals need to have bit and bridle to do work, to be tame. But we are not animals, right? <laughs> so, can you imagine Jesus set us free? How wonderful we don't treat you as an animal, a beast of burden. Okay? You know, if you go under the law again, right? Then we will go under the curse. Okay, where, where Lord, you have to guide me. Huh? Uh, tell me what to do. So I look at, oh, okay, generation curse. Oh, okay, you know, if I disobey and all this. We are human beings. The Lord really respects us a lot. You know, love us so much. He doesn't want us to be under bit and bridle like the horse. Okay? So the donkey or the mule, also very strong, a beast of burden. See? And Psalm 32 in the message version, version says, don't be ornery like a horse or a mule that needs bit and bridle to stay on track. <laughs> That's why today is so wonderful. We are led by the Spirit and the Word. You're free in Christ to share you more. Don't be ornery like the horse and the mule. What is the word ornery? Okay. Our English teacher also don't know what's the word ornery. <laughs> okay. All right. So I had to check. All right. I asked Mr. Google what is the word ornery. Okay. So a bad temper or difficult to deal with, an ornery 
old military men. That's why you say grumpy old woman, grumpy old man. Thank God we are renewed. Our youth is renewed. <laughs> so no, we don't become grumpy woman or old, old, old woman or old man. Okay, grouchy, grumpy, cranky. Uh, I don't know what's crotchety. Cantankerous means bad-tempered, ill-tempered, grouchy, uh, what? having an irritable disposition. Okay, you, you met people themselves. If not, you just look in the mirror <laughs> and then you'll find this uh, ordinary person <laughs> in our past. Okay, hopefully that's our past. Okay, uh, uh, bad-tempered, uncooperative, argumentative, the ordinary, ordinary mule. It's normally called the donkey, very stubborn, right? Or the mule. Okay, so what are all these? Today, in the description of the new creation, it's not you and me, okay? It's the old man, <laughs> okay? The old self has actually died. So it is not about trying to be not bad-tempered or not, you know, trying to be not grouchy, okay? But because in the Old Testament, which uh, also in the new, all right, Paul tells us that when we are born again, we have a new man, okay? Which is the hidden man of the heart, all right? And that new man, okay, has already got the new nature of God inside. Mm, but then sometimes manifest grouchy, grumpy, cranky. <laughs> Where? In this mind. This mind not renewed. Okay? So, and the more we put the law, I will not be grouchy, the more grouchy you become. So how do we come up from this bit and brittle? All right? That make us actually like the horse that needs this, uh, you know, the grouchy. The more, remember, the strength of sin is the law. So the more we say, don't be bad-tempered. So don't tell our children, don't do this, don't do that. Okay, Teach them about their new nature in Christ. They are born again, right? With the love of God inside. All right. These are the works of the flesh. Okay. So when you when you more you say don't do and do, you know, what happened? Do more. All right. The strength of sin is the law is putting the law on someone, right? Same way you tell the child, don't go near the fire. Wow, the little child said, let's have a look what's in the fire. Don't open that door. Don't go inside that room. Wow, there must be something inside that room. <laughs> the mommy said, don't go inside that room. <laughs> Immediately go and open the door, right? So this is what the word of God means. <clears throat> be not as the horse or as the mule, okay? Which have no understanding whose mouth must be held in with bit and brittle, lest they come near unto you. Okay, so very, very clear, right? That is not what God wants us to be, right? He doesn't want us to live by the law of requirements. <clears throat> and the most important part here is no understanding, okay? Why the horse and the mule, they are wild, <laughs> okay? They just run everywhere they go. Want to run, they go. Want to do anything, they just do, okay? Without understanding, understanding is the word bin, all right? In the old, in the Hebrew, it means discernment, right? Especially animals, right? Can you talk to the horse and say, uh, you need to discern? <laughs> the horse just kick the kick the leg, you know, and you and then you fly already, right? It's don't care what you're talking, right? It has no understanding, okay? Understanding means discernment, all right? Perception, be able to distinguish, to have insight okay uh, discerning intelligence discrete be able to distinguish okay that means divide the truth from a lie understanding so we need that understanding right 
If not, you don't know what is true. Every day, all the lies come in, also we accept every single lie, <laughs> or especially half lie. All right. Okay. So to separate mentally, see understanding also is inside this soul area. For distinguish, that is generally understand or discern. Eloquent, feel, inform, instruct, prudent, wise, wisdom. All right. The horse and the mule do not have wisdom, don't have discernment. That's why you have to tell, you have to put the, the law there, put the bridle there, and then pull them. This direction. <laughs> all right. So imagine God, all right, if you don't have wisdom, you have to put the law all right, on the children of Israel to tell them, look up at the snake. At, at Jesus for your healing, right? Uh, what else have you do? A lot of laws there. Okay, don't serve other God, not because you know of, of God uh, lack, you know, people to serve him, right? Or worship him. But what will happen? Whoever you worship, you will become. You know, you become like the person or the thing that you worship. The people will worship trees, yeah? they, they become like a tree, right? No emotion, no feeling, nothing. <laughs> okay, so no, no, there are. Reasons why you know the law all is there, okay? But you cannot explain to the people because that time they were like the horse and the donkey and the mule <laughs> with no understanding. Okay, so today understanding is very important. So don't be like the horse that need the bridle. I have to tell you, you know, law is faster lah. Just you know, instead of giving grace, right? Like uh, Abraham and Sarah, right? They cannot wait the twenty-five five years, right, for the manifestation of. Uh, the, the natural birth of Isaac. So go, go use the, the faster way of the mate. Okay, sometimes law may like very fast, very fast can achieve the success, very fast can do things, but there is no wisdom, there's no understanding there. God's ways are not our ways. Remember Isaiah, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Right? But today we can have his thoughts, we can have his ways. All right? And the most important thing is discernment, wisdom understanding now let's look at the suppose the wisest man that time right before jesus in the old testament who's the wisest man king solomon why he call him the wisest man he got understanding okay this the from where <laughs> from god okay the king went to gibeon this is king solomon the most prestigious of the local shrines to worship he sacrificed a thousand whole burnt offerings on that altar that night there in Gibeon, God appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what can I give you? Okay, ask. All right. So first there was an offering. Also, this is also a good understanding. It's not that we give God so that he can give to us. Okay. But when you have a giving heart, all right, God responds back. All right. The generous heart of God. All right. And God always asks you, okay, what you want. All right, in your tithing, tithing haven't given anything. Okay, when you when we bring our tithes, tithes is the ten percent that belongs to God. If you all want to know more, go and listen to Joseph Prince. He he have one uh, two very good uh, teachings on tithing. Okay, so uh, those of you who are in Singapore, you'll be able to get hold of it. But listen to it again. All right. Um, then after the tithing is the offering, and that is the part that we give to God. Okay, that is really giving. Okay, uh, where it sacrifice what means giving what 
hurt a little bit <laughs> in the physical or in the natural, in the mind. I gave already the money fly already. Tomorrow I eat what? Okay, so that is again the wrong understanding. No understanding because God actually wants to give you more. The, the, the giving part is to, to, to destroy that, you know, that, that dependency on money for our living. But our dependency is on God. So when you say, I trust in God, that's how you trust, right? When you give, then you say, I'm not, you know, the money is not flying away, but more money is coming in, okay? But it's a part of sowing as well, okay? Where you wait, wait. Wait, okay, for the, the, the your seed to grow. Okay, so say, what can I give you? So did God give him more than his 1,000, what did he offer? A thousand whole bone offerings. If you know the story, God made him the richest and most wealthiest man on earth during his time. And that time was he just gave only a thousand whole bone offerings. And God offered him much more. Not only offered, gave it to him, manifested. So don't worry. Each time you give, as you felt led by the Spirit, you know, God can give you back much, much more. All right? He sees the heart. Okay? The heart of David was a heart after uh, 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 God called him a man after God's heart, right? And you see here, Solomon is his son. It is very important. You're going to go back, come to the unforced rhythm of grace now. Solomon said, you were extravagantly generous in love with David, my father. Okay, so David is Solomon's father. And David was even more generous than uh, Solomon, actually, right? If you read in detail, he was the one who prepared everything. He gave everything for the building of the temple. All right, everything was already provided by him and the people also brought in all the gold, the silver, whatever is needed to build temple. And then when everything was ready, all right, he gave it to Solomon to do the building. Okay, the reason was because David was a man of war. Okay, I won't go into that. But let's see David and Solomon now. So when Solomon asked God, when God asked him what you want, Solomon referred to his father. Okay, and he saw, Solomon saw already how generous God was with his father, David. All right, he saw the evidence, he grew up and saw how God provided for his father, David. So he had no uh, fear about giving to God, all right? And he lived faithfully and then there was another key, all right? Another thing that uh, Solomon observed in his father's life that David lived in the presence of God. Remember, David was also a worshiper, okay? Right? He will dance, he don't care what people think, all right? He just worshiped the Lord. And worshipping also an area where you will experience the presence of God. He saw the glory of God, you know, come in where the priest also cannot even stand to minister. All of them fall under the power, okay? When the presence of God come in, that was in worship. Come, worship together with giving, okay? There is no such thing as worship with no giving, <laughs> okay? This it, it, It's just impossible to worship God and there's no, no giving heart, okay? So, because when God loved us, he gave, right? The first thing. He lived faithfully in his presence and the relationship, were, his relationship was just and his heart was right. So David uh, had a, a right heart with God, right? And God commended him. 
even in the New Testament, that he was a man after God's heart. Okay, and you have persisted in this great and generous love by giving him, and this very day, a son to sit on his throne. Okay, this is also very interesting. I also didn't see this until as I was preparing this. All right, one of the blessings, all right, of uh, God's favor upon your life, okay, or, or the, the manifestation is that you have a son uh, to, to, to take over. <laughs> okay, now this is spiritual, uh, this is the physical one. And the Lord just told me that, yeah, the, the spiritual one don't have to be your physical son or daughter. It is those people that who will take the mantle from you, you know, that they, 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 they were blessed and they are able to bless others. Okay, that means those who, whom you have taught, like Jesus, his 12 disciples, all right, one replaced, okay, but you know, this is so beautiful. It is a blessing. So it's not just I uh, say so. Okay, that's fine. All right, you have your blessing in uh, your, your reward in heaven. But this honor is, you know, you have like um, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, right, pass on to her anointing and her teaching uh, to uh, Benny Hinn. And then you have uh, Reha Bonke pass on the mantle to uh, Daniel Colander. All right, one who served with him for many, many years. All right, so and then you have Elijah, Elisha. Okay, so this is something you know that is so precious that you're able to impart whatever you have to someone else, whether it be anointing, blessing, you know, someone to take over when you're not there <laughs> anymore. And this is what uh, Solomon said, you know. God blessed him by giving King David a son to sit on the throne, to rule, just like David. So beautiful, right? And now, here I am. God, my God, you have made me your servant, ruler of the kingdom in place of David, my father. Right? He, he succeeded their succession. <clears throat> so in the, in the physical, uh, you know why? The parents uh, make sure you get married and then must have a son. <laughs> okay, that's a blessing. Okay, in the natural, have a son to carry on the name and all that. Yeah, in the spiritual, that's a blessing too. All right, when you teach, when you, you know, and then people able to, they have their own anointing at the end, right? But able to uh, impart like Elijah and Elisha like that. Someone to take over. You have made me your servant, ruler of kingdom in place of David, my father. I'm too young for this. See the humility of uh, the mind of King Solomon. He says, I'm too young. I don't know the ropes. This is in a message version, contemporary, so we all can understand. Hardly know the ins and outs of this job. And here I am, set down in the middle of the people you have chosen, a great people, far too many to ever come. You see King Solomon's heart. Right? He already got everything. The father already left him you know, all the things that is needed physically and materially. But he knew that he was going to succeed his father to rule a nation that is many people, far a great people. And he recognized the greatness of the people of God. All right? Just now, like I recognize all of you, greatness. Right? You're not here you know, just to be 
are no, you are nobody, but God is going to make you great. God is going to use you. All right, that's why. Very, very important, right? <laughs> like when you are chosen as a leader, all right, to impart or teach, you must see who you are teaching. Are you seeing that they are great people? <laughs> they are great people. You all are great people. In the eyes of God, born again by the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus sacrificed himself for each one of you. Okay, so when I teach you, it's not just teaching some, you know, somebody outside there. I need what? God's wisdom, okay, to teach these great people. So one day you can inherit and you will also sit on the throne. Leadership, ruling, rulership. Right? In, in fact, when Jesus comes again, you will be, you all will become uh, rulers, right? In the, in the millennium. Okay, that one later. All right, so what did he ask for? Okay, knowing that God has entrusted him with a great people. He asked for, give me thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern, distinguish between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. Okay, being a leader, you need wisdom. You need understanding. Okay, this is not the, 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 the understanding that we, we know from uh, the, the world understanding. Okay, okay, I understand. I understand you're going through this. Okay, okay, feel sorry for you. Goodbye. <laughs> no, okay. This is the understanding, all right, of the discernment. Okay, that's why judges, all right, if you are a leader or called to be a pastor, you need this understanding. You cannot say, I don't want to, you know, to feel, that's why you cannot please men anymore. One of the things you need to understand, we always please our master. But as a, as a leader, as a judge or a king, this is not the bad judge, okay? The, the judge that, you know, in the world you have this word, I don't, I feel judge, okay? Just clear that out from your mind, okay? Let's understand from God's word, okay? What he means by judging, what it means by understanding heart, okay? So it's to distinguish, all right? To give, uh, to be able to discern, what is good, what is bad, what is good, and what is evil, all right, to judge the people. Because as a pastor or a, a man or woman of God or a leader uh, or, or ruler, all right, we are kings and priests, right? People come to you, okay, they have conflict, <laughs> they have dispute. Then you cannot say both also right, uh, or both wrong, uh, right? And then what happened? Oh, hey, why yeah, you cannot rule this kingdom, okay? <laughs> All the people don't want to go to you already because it's just like a parent, right? The two child fighting, okay? And then the, the last time, you know, parents sometimes I think are also wrong. You just say, in order to escape the, the responsibility of seeing who is right, who is wrong, we just say, both also punish. Uh. <laughs> Isn't that how we got from our parents? The parents say, just beat both of them. Uh. And then what happened to the child? The child grows up unfair. <laughs> you know, my parents were unfair. So God is an unfair God. So the whole, the whole life, they think God is unfair. Actually, God is very fair. <laughs> okay, God punished all our things on our wrongdoing on Christ. All right, that's his fairness. All right, so that we can be free. So there is a place of understanding right and wrong. But this wisdom has to come from God. Okay, to be able to distinguish. So the word judge is to rule, to govern, all right, to decide controversy. You have to do that. 
much as I don't like it, all right? We have to do, but not in our own wisdom. That's why King Solomon understood that. He cannot do it. <laughs> you know, he has to rule over a kingdom of many people, great people, all right? And he needs God's wisdom, okay? So to rule, to govern. Otherwise, can you imagine his whole kingdom, everyone fighting everybody <laughs> because he cannot decide who is right, who is wrong. Okay? Here we are not to say about, you know, about that, but as a leader or a, a king, you have to have this wisdom to decide controversy, to discern. Okay, discern means here in the Hebrew, here properly, <laughs> here with wisdom. All right, so sometimes people don't hear, right? Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, Okay, you'll be able to hear here with discernment, here with wisdom. Okay, uh, who is telling truth? Who is telling lie? It's very important. Okay, as a judge or a pastor or a ruler, you cannot say I just don't want to do it. Okay, then you won't definitely better don't be a pastor. Okay, <laughs> okay, but if if you have in the heart to serve God, God will give you the wisdom if you ask for it or learn. Okay, just here, listen, listen properly. Some people listen and then, <laughs> listen and then the other ear out. Okay, that's a, that's a truth, a little bit of truth there, okay? So, let's look at God. The master was delighted with Solomon's response, you see? And God said to him, because you have asked for this, what he asked for, understanding, right? To judge the people, to discern. So that he had actually was asking for a listening heart also. And heaven grabs after a long life. That means he, wasn't, he didn't ask God for long life. Or riches. Or the doom of your enemies. Kill all my enemies. <laughs> Sometimes we go to God and say, just kill all my enemies. You know, Those who are against me, just kill them. Like, cause them to suffer. Like, you know, because they caused me to suffer. No, no, no. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We bless the enemies. Okay, But you have asked for the ability to lead and govern well. See, that's what, what King Solomon asked for. Not like the mule or the horse who have no understanding. Okay, He asked for ability, the wisdom to lead the people and govern them. There is a government. Jesus came here to govern. Later on in the millennium, all right, we are uh, the saints, we are governors. All right, Jesus, the government was upon his shoulder in Isaiah, okay? He didn't come so so day like that, you know, blur, blur, <laughs> okay? There is wisdom, all right, in the spiritual realm to lead people and govern them so that they don't fight <laughs> all the time, okay? If you are a parent who don't know how to, you know, to, 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 to be wise, then you will always have children always fighting among themselves. Mom loved this one more, dad loved this one not. That means you have no wisdom. All right. So that's why the children will grow up like that. Okay. So with wisdom, they will learn, right? That okay, there is fairness, there's justice in God, there is love. But love is not without wisdom, all right, without discernment. Okay, I'll give you what you asked for. I'm also giving you a wise and mature heart. Okay, that's why we need to, our heart need to mature, not hate. <laughs> I put that myself, it's not there. Okay, so to remind me in case I forget. Okay, so most of the time, you know, we want this hate, the wisdom, the knowledge that we go through the world. We make sure we go to university, we get diploma, we got degree, we got everything. But after that, two children fight, we also don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, so what is that? All the degree and the knowledge cannot even solve a two children's problem. In the end, they have to solve themselves. <laughs> All right, so what is this? 
okay? The maturity, all right? So be not as babies. That's why the hidden, developing the hidden man of the heart, if you are not able to sit in the session, just listen to it in your other free time, okay? To give you the, to mature the heart, the spirit, the soul, the, the, how to mature this uh, heart of ours, not the head. There, there's never been one like you before and there'll never be one after as a bonus. I'm giving, we like bonus, right? <laughs> when you work in the world out there, the boss said, this year got bonus. He said, yay. So God give us, God give King Solomon bonus, right? As a bonus. So what did he ask for? So we he asked for only understanding wisdom. But God give you bonus. God gave him bonus. You will get well and glory you didn't ask for. Isn't that good? Don't have to worry. God knows when to give you bonus. <laughs> Actually, it's good. All right. There is not a king anywhere who will not come up to your mark. If you know that, it's really what happened. If you stay on course, keeping your eye on the life map. Ah, this is Solomon's weakness. Okay. Walk in my ways and the God signs as your father David did. I will also give you a long life. So we know from the record that... So Solomon had everything. He had the wisdom, he had the understanding, he had wealth and riches, but he didn't have long life. <laughs> Why? He didn't keep on course. Okay? That means the way of God. Okay? The way of God. The life map, right? That is a GPS, okay? Which is in the word, right? Holy Spirit is the, uh, is the track, it's the train, all right? And it's like the train, not it's the train. It's like the train. And the track is the word of God. So if you want in direction in life, okay, the, also you need to follow the word, the track. Okay. So what happened? He didn't follow the GPS. <laughs> what was his main downfall? Correct, Robert Lowe. All right. All his concubines, he got so many concubines, thousand over. So he let all this, and these concubines come from all the other religion and everything. And then they contaminated and everything. His life. Uh, and then he had a short life. Okay. So there are guides, all right. Uh, uh, the, the word of God to guide us, the way of God. All right, that we need to follow. If we don't follow, then we will go off track. All right. <clears throat> there are signs there that God gives us. Okay. So Solomon woke up. Wow, if you have this kind of dream, nice, like, yeah, actually, it's all real already. <laughs> Today in Christ, you don't need to go to sleep and then dream this. Okay. It's in Christ. Every day he's telling you, only just respond. Okay. And he returned to Jerusalem, took his place before the chest of the covenant or the ark of the covenant and worship. Again, he worshiped how? By sacrificing whole burnt offerings. Okay, so worship is not just singing song, all right? Worship is from the heart, all right? A giving heart, okay? Whatever you give unto God, okay? And peace offerings. Then he laid out a banquet for everyone in his service. Oh, this one I just saw. <laughs> so we can have banquet also, all right, in the service. Okay, uh, that's what we are already enjoying, right? <clears throat> okay, now you see the wisdom and the understanding that God gave to, uh, in answer to Solomon's prayer, now answered and manifested 
Okay, this is also very interesting. Normally I just say a little bit, right? But let's have a look at it, okay? <clears throat> the very next thing, see, he asked God and straight away God gave him that wisdom and the understanding to what? To govern, right? To rule, to judge, to discern. The very next thing, two prostitutes showed up before the king. The one woman said, my master, this woman and I live in the same house. While we were living together, I had a baby. Three days after I gave birth, this woman also had a baby. So two women, they gave birth. Okay? We were alone. There wasn't anyone else in the house except for the two of us. So he, this woman telling his, her story to King Solomon. The infant son of this woman died one night when she rolled over on him in her sleep. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son. I was sound asleep, mind you, and put him at her breast and put her dead son at my breast. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, there was, here was his dead baby, this dead baby. When I looked at him in the morning light, I saw immediately that he wasn't my baby. Wow, of course, we all know the, how, how, how the, it ended up. But imagine if you were Solomon that time. Scratch your head already. <laughs> this person said that you know there were two, and then uh, the baby that is dead says it's not my baby, my baby is the alive one. Then not so the other woman, the living one's mine, the dead one yours. The first woman counted, no, your son's the dead one, mine's the living one. They went back and forth this way in front of the king. <laughs> Most of you will take a panadol first. <laughs> Which one to give to? You have only one baby to give. You cannot say, okay, now never mind. Each one take one. No. Okay, one baby only. And both say, and he has to be very, uh, have the wisdom who is telling right, who is telling wrong. You cannot say both of you are right, right? <laughs> In such a case, can we take the easy way out? Both of you are right, la, you know. No, definitely one is telling truth, one is telling lie. Correct? Yeah. So if we don't have the wisdom, the discernment, the understanding that King Solomon had, you know, he will say, bye-bye, I resign. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to become king anymore. <laughs> so ask uh, someone else, uh, Ruth, take over. <laughs> okay, so no, that's why he knew what he was going to face. He knew what it means to be a pastor. He knew what it means to be a king and a ruler. He will have to govern a people and people will always have dispute. There will be some who is telling truth, there's some who are telling lie. Okay. So in front of the king, the king said, what are we to do? The woman, this woman said, the living son is, son is mine. Both also said that. And the dead one is yours. And this woman said, no, the dead one's yours and the living one's mine. Actually, it's nice to, if, if, if you all don't know the, <laughs> the solution here, all right? But since you all know, most of you, if anyone who don't know that, I can ask the person who, who has never read this passage before. <laughs> it will be interesting to see what advice we will give you know, or what decision he will make. Okay, but we, most of us, I believe, already know. <clears throat> so, after a moment, drew on the wisdom of God, right? The understanding the discernment to distinguish, right? He listened to God. You know, sometimes we never listen to God, right? 
quickly use our uh, intelligence. Okay, in such a case, one plus one, you know, what, what, what. Or go and read all the precedent. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the, the judge do precedent, right? The judge in the courts today, how they, how they make decisions, they go by precedent. In this case, who was right, who was wrong. In that case, case one, they quote case two, if you're a lawyer or a judge, you will know. You just go by precedent, okay? But thank God, in the spiritual realm, all right, we go by the wisdom that, that God gives us if we ask for it. And no dependent, no need to, the last, the last minute, you cannot take out a book and read. <laughs> okay? In that last minute, you, right, you just need to hear the Holy Spirit. So that's why whatever I'm training you is, you know, to learn the word and be able to be led by the Spirit. But today, there are so many people also say, Holy Spirit, tell me this. Holy Spirit, tell me that. So if the Holy Spirit tell you something that is not according to the word of God, it's not Holy Spirit. Sorry, it's wrong spirit. Okay? So we can't even discern spirit voice and devil's voice how to do anything, rule the kingdom, okay? Rule the people. So the first thing is to learn the word of God, who you are, who God is, the ways of God as well, all right? Then you can hear Holy Spirit, okay? And not simply say, Holy Spirit, tell me this and that, okay? <clears throat> then he said, bring me a sword, okay? They brought the sword to the king and he said, cut the living baby in two. Give half to one and half to the other. <laughs> Okay, now we all know already. So we said, wow, so wise, right? <laughs> Cut into two, lah. okay? Very fair, man. <laughs> give one, give half to this mother, give half to the other one. <laughs> because both also want the baby, right? Then the real mother, this is the wisdom, right? The real mother of the living baby was overcome with emotion for her son and said, oh no, master, give her the whole baby alive. Don't kill him. But the other one said, if I can't have him, you can't have him. Cut, lah. <laughs> Even here, you can learn a lesson or can learn some wisdom. What can you learn? The one who always give. Give. The real mother is the one who rather have the baby alive, give it to the other lady. Mm, if you are mothers, okay, somehow who are mothers here? Jenny's got three, right? <laughs> and then uh, Qingline got five. Okay, Joan got two. Uh, uh, where, who else? <laughs> okay, where is a? Uh, cannot see who else. Okay, where is Catherine? Oh, hey, oh, there, there, there. Yeah, yeah. Catherine got three. Okay, if you are a real mother, okay, isn't that what you will do? A real mother rather give away the baby rather than see the baby killed. That's some wisdom that you can learn here how to discern a giving heart. Just give away whatever rather than have everything destroyed. Away. You rather sacrifice yourself, the pain of giving away your baby. Okay. Isn't it? it will, will it be painful, mothers, to give your baby away? But would you rather give the baby away than see your baby cut into two? This is how we learn, and this is how God's wisdom is like, and how also God teaches how to distinguish, okay? When there's a dispute, the one who give, 
is the one who has the heart of God. The king gave his decision, give the living baby to the first woman. Nobody is going to kill this baby. She's the real mother. Don't have to test DNA. <laughs> okay. The word got around. Everyone in Israel heard of the king's judgment. They were all in awe of the king, realizing that it was God's wisdom. See, we really need God's wisdom that will enable him to judge truly. Right? It's not man's wisdom. It's not from the books, from the philosophies of this world, all right, that we are able to judge. It is from God's wisdom. And how it comes by the renewal of the mind, okay, building your spirit man, all right, or your uh, hidden man of the heart or the inner man. That's where having the mind of Christ, okay, <clears throat> that we can rule and we can judge or discern and listen the truth. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. But now the Lord my God, you see, after giving understanding, after having an understanding heart and mind was manifested, right? So many other cases. But now the Lord my God have uh, a few chapters down, have given me rest on every side. So there is neither adversary or evil occurring. Wisdom and understanding lead to rest. Hmm? If you have no wisdom inside here, okay, then what? Like, there's always unrest. <laughs> Make wrong decision, la. You know, after that, how a uh, problem, la, Got sickness, la, Got this, la, Got that. Okay, when there is no understanding of. God and his ways. There is no rest. Can you imagine if the king don't know how to decide, kill the wrong baby, <laughs> give to the wrong mother, right? Oh, happen. There'll be a lot of discontentment in his kingdom. He got rest or not? He's the, the one without rest at all. <laughs> they all keep disturbing him. <laughs> okay. So Jesus, let's come to Jesus. All right. Uh, in the New Testament. Come to me, all Matthew 11, 28 to 30. All you who labor, all right, under the yoke and are heavy laden, remember the burdens that we carry, and I will give you rest, okay? The rest comes from where? Just now we saw from the understanding, the wisdom, okay, of God's wisdom. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Okay? So sometimes you say, okay, I just need the word of God. Let's keep on repeating. But it's still worrying. <laughs> okay? So we can repeat the word of God and still worry and still have no rest. Because we don't understand. We don't understand that word. What does it mean? So we need understanding. We need revelation. We need wisdom. When God says, I will you know, take care of everything in your life. I heal you. Then we need to understand. Okay? That word. Right? Then only rest will come. Okay? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See? Just now, and the law, you have that yoke over the two oxen. It's very heavy, okay? When you are yoked to the law, the burden becomes labor. You can be even serving God and it can be very heavy. It can be very tiring, burdensome, okay? Or whatever you are doing. If we don't have 
understanding and we are not yoked to Christ. Okay, look at this. Labor is to grow weary, tired, exhausted with toils or burdens or grief or worries, right? Um, labor can be even bodily labor, right? To feel fatigue uh, when you work hard or be weary. Isn't that what everybody in this world, almost everyone, including many of God's children, they are worried. They are feeling tired, exhausted, weary, with burdens, with grief. And then they quote the scripture, don't worry, <laughs> Jesus said. And after that, worry like hell, you know. Okay, so what is, how, how to come into this place where Jesus said, come to me, all right, you who labor and you who are worried, who are, you know, weary, who are troubled, okay, exhausted, tired, whether in spirit, mind, actually the most tiring part is this brain here, right, you don't even have to, like, uh, do a lot of things on, uh, physically, but if you are very stressed here, okay, those of you who have worked in corporate before, the stress is here. All right, day and night is all about you know deadlines. It's about uh, the boss. You know what they require of you, and then whether this month can get salary, this month this year got bonus. Someone with a virus. Where are all these worry until come back home? Then uh, especially the men, right? You hear this story, and then the wife also got worries of the children, not eating, la, feeling sick, la, and then so many things. And the husband, I got a lot of worries already in the office. So, fight, fight. <laughs> okay. so two together, the legs like the, the, the two oxen together, you know, they are already joined together, become worse. They carry the heavy burden. So one burden plus another burden, overburden already. And then Jesus said what? Come to me. <clears throat> heavy laden, okay, to load up your burden. Uh, also, it's a talk about uh, all the, the load of burden of rights and unwanted precepts of the law, okay? Then the husband will say, you lah, don't know how to take care of the children. Then the wife say, you lah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what it's like to have take care of children, okay? Because we want to be good. We want to be right. The law demands us Okay, it's focused on you, you la, you la, all right. So the, the demand is I have to perform, you know, I have to I have to you know take my responsibility seriously. Not to say you don't take your responsibility seriously, but there's another way of doing it, okay? Where you know it's all about you. I have to, to perform, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to look good, I have to be the perfect wife, I have to be the perfect husband. And then it becomes heavy burden. That's the law, okay. Okay, so Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. See, Jesus tell us a different way. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Mm. Jesus said, come to me, not come to go to the book and read <laughs> how to be a good mother. <laughs> okay, I'll go and ask counselor there, you know, how to do this, how to do that. Okay, no, come to me, to Jesus. Hear his words, right? Like what Jen, uh, Venice was saying just now, hear his words, feel. Okay, walk with me, work with me. Okay, there is work. Work out your salvation, not work for your salvation, but work with who? Work closely with our Lord Jesus. That means from his word. Okay, 
learn the enforced rhythms of grace, the title for today's message. Learn, we need to learn how to do it. Okay, it's not automatically, <laughs> it happens, okay? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. See, when we go to people, right? Most of them uh, will give you the law. Okay, la, you need to do this, you need to do that, okay? Then it becomes even more burdensome because all, it's all about you needing to be the perfect uh, woman or the perfect man. And Jesus says, if you keep company with me, you will learn to live. Isn't that what actually we want? To live life free and easy, free and light. And then we say, in this world, there's nothing free and easier. But Jesus bought it already, bought this free and easy life for us. He paid for it. So if we still have this mentality of the world, then we will never tap into this, which Jesus said, if you come to me, you will find rest. And you will learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So rhythm means a movement marked by the regulated succession of strong and weak elements or of opposite or different condition. Okay, this is a dictionary. And it's very interesting. Rhythm, all right? If you are a musician, you will know the, 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 the same rhythm, right? will produce a very wonderful sound. So a movement, so you will still move, you will still work, okay? You, you, you're not dead, right? <laughs> so every one of us are still moving, okay? But this movement, this rhythm, all right, is regulated by strong and weak elements of opposite different condition. Now, who is the strong in this rhythm of our life? You, if you are, you know, is it, you, if you are joined to a yoke of the law of bondage, then you have to both carry the burden, correct? But if you join yourself, Jesus said, join yourself to me, all right? Come to me. So you yoke yourself, you join yourself with Jesus. He is the, now it's not the two, two bull or two oxen, same one, okay? Both are fighting, all right? But now we are the weak one, correct? We are the weak one. We must know, know that in, without Christ, we are weak. But Christ is the strong one. Okay, so when we yield ourselves, we join ourselves to Christ, who is the strong one, and we are the weak one. In your weakness is his strength made perfect. So there's no more struggle. Okay, we just let go. <laughs> let go of our stupidity or whatever, you know, and we just let him. That's why there's a let go and let him. Okay, we join to Christ through his word, okay, and we let him lead. Instead of both also fighting to, to, to move. Okay, I want to do it this way. Then you know I have to be, I have to be like this, I have to do this. Then we are not joining to Christ. We are joining to the law. Okay, when we join to Christ, the movement is regulated continuously, very simple. That's why it's called unforced. Unforced means you know it is not your own effort anymore. Right? Imagine, I don't use, need to use my effort. I am tied to <laughs> someone yeah, powerful who can lead me, right? Or when you fly, how do you fly? Right? Just in, like in the aeroplane or you have the eagle carry you, okay? You just relax, all right? There's so many examples, okay? You relax and you join yourself to the greater one, right? He, and then your life will be so simple. 
you don't have to every time focus on yourself. You just follow him, follow Jesus. Jesus returned, resume talking to the people. So where is the key? This verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, is preceded by Matthew eleven twenty seven. Obviously, right? Matthew eleven twenty seven says Jesus talking to the people. But now tenderly, the Father has given me all these things to do and say. Watch the Father, because now you have Solomon and David. The Father has given me all these things to do and say. There is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does, but I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go it over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Okay. <laughs> if you're willing to listen, Jesus will teach us what is Jesus going to teach us when we yoke ourselves to him. The father-son relationship okay observe let's just like solomon observed his father david right a relationship or fellowship with god he wanted that yeah so same jesus said just look at me and my father right whatever you see my father do what you do whatever you hear him say you say so when we have the understanding that we are not just called Daddy God because Daddy got a new uh, God got a new name, his name is now Daddy God. Okay, it's not that. It's that you begin to understand your relationship with God. That God watches you. That God already done everything. Jesus already healed you. Past tense done. All right, and that He has the power. He He doesn't oppress you like the devil does. He is the one who has saved you. He gives you peace. He's the one in charge of your finances. He's the one in charge of your health. All right? There's no sickness in heaven. Therefore, there's no sickness on this earth. When we understand all right, the father-son relationship and you, you know, they've not given you the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So when you have the understanding, the revelation of your relationship, to God as father and you as daughter or son, then you will live in the unforced rhythm of grace. One is greater, one is smaller. You can see the picture, right? <laughs> all you need is sit on the shoulder of Jesus. The shoulder is all the burdens. He carry you. He carry your burden, okay, for you. So what do you need to do? Just sit on him, <laughs> seated in heavenly places, rest in him, okay? This is the father-son relationship that Jesus had with the father. That's why Jesus never worried one. <laughs> he never feel fatigued or, or, you know, tired or weary. He said, come to him, learn this, learn this. It's something we need to learn. And Psalms 32 verse uh, 8 and 9 says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you. See, have this understanding and this Revelation, he instructs us, he will guide us along the pathway of life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. It's better to trust in God's eyes than our own eyes, right? In our own eyes, we see everything also. <laughs> wrong perspective, <laughs> wrong shape, wrong size. Okay? But God is able to help us see how through his word. Okay, See the way God sees. If God says it's done, it's done. 
Can you see that? Okay. So don't make it difficult. <laughs> Just sound the verse, right? About the horse, right? Don't be, this is in the another translation, TPT. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you have not been before. <laughs> where? The realm of faith. I said, step into the water. Trust him. You've never been there before, okay? Right? As long as you have understanding. Okay, this is God. Okay, so you say, I've never been there before. I've never given tights before. <laughs> okay, you see, very scary. <laughs> After give already, no more. Then you say what? Don't be stubborn. Like the, that's, that's why you have revelation, right? Don't be stubborn like the horse and the mule that don't have understanding. Understand why you tie. Understand why you give. Okay, that's why teaching is very important. Understand why you uh, take communion, okay, for your health and healing. Right, you need to have the understanding and the revelation because you've never been in this area before. Hmm? Never done it before, never received healing through uh, communion or through just believing God's word. Okay, there's always a start, right? The unforced rhythm of grace. Okay, Lord, this is what you say. Then I go on your shoulder, I just follow, I just do what you say. Okay, don't make me tuck you and pull you along. <laughs> see, when we, we see the little boy resting on the father's shoulder, the, he's not pulling uh, the, the son. You know, when you pull the child, don't want to go one. That's the law. <laughs> okay? Pull you. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Come. Come. You must have faith. You must trust. No. Okay? Teach you, teach you, teach you until you believe yourself. Okay? Ah, so, come with me, okay? Let's not be the horse that need the bit and bridle, the law, all right? But be free, okay? By just on the shoulder of Jesus, but have with understanding. That's why it's so important to know the word of God, all right? <laughs> Would you like to live this kind of life? Or you want the oxen one? <laughs> the one with the burden one? Or the horse one has to put the bridle, okay? Isn't this, even the waves come in, he's not afraid, the little child, like a child resting on the father, but trusting fully that the father knows it all. Okay? And keep on building that understanding of who God is and who we are in him. And then you can live this life. Whatever wave come, COVID, whatever also, it cannot touch you because you have to touch the father first. And God said, I will not allow any harm to come in. Do you understand? Uh, from, uh, what is that? Psalms 91. We can quote and quote and still worry. But when you know, right, that God, you are on him. You are resting in him. The worries, right? So, uh, okay. Do you, you want that? Do you want this? To live in this life of unforced rhythm of grace? So wonderful, right? Yeah, you have understanding and you just trust the Father in your walk and journey on life. Amen? Mm. Okay, so let's um, don't be like the horse or the mule and just have this Father relationship and understanding. Amen?